You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I am your host, Kathy Whaley, MD, physician and life coach. Do you want to live the life you choose? A life that is by design rather than by default? Well, that path to the life you choose is uniquely yours, and it's filled with limitless potential. So join me and burn your manual. This book that defines our expectations of self, but also holds us back. Together, we will forge, innovate, and refine as we go along. Hello, my friends. It's Kathy Whaley, MD, and I'm so excited to be back here with you. If you cannot tell, I am absurdly excited. I am absurdly excited about this episode because, number one, I wrote it a while ago, and it just didn't make the cut every week. And number two... I had the most amazing panel discussion with some women uh, with the Leadership Foundation for Women sponsoring the event. And at the end of that, I realized it was time to put this episode out there. So if any of you who are listening are out there who met me at the Leadership Foundation for Women panel discussion about wellness and all things Lady Bossin. I want you to know this one is for y'all. Okay, so let's talk about time. We have a pretty big problem with time overall as a society, not just women, not just men. As a society, we struggle with time. And in general, I would say we sort of run around like a chicken with our heads cut off most of the time. We are living in time scarcity. And I'm going to be real. It feels really, really bad to feel that. So wouldn't you like to go throughout your day knowing that the things that matter will get done with way, way less stress? I'm hearing you silently say, hell yes. So listen up because I'm about to teach you how. But first, I think we need to explore the etiology of the scarcity, right? Because if we can fully understand this beast, we can slay it. So how did we get here? Okay, first of all, it is extremely well proven that we overestimate what we can accomplish in a day. This is a fact. This has been studied. So just recognize and come to term with the fact that you are piling an inhumane amount of crap on your plate right from the get-go. And to get it all done torture very well may come into play. So this does come back to checking a box to some extent, right? Because um, in the Leadership Foundation for Women panel discussion, the idea of a to-do list was discussed. And some folks were putting things on their to-do list that was already done. Why would we do that? Why would we add things to our to-do list when it's already done? And it pretty much comes down to it's because of how it's going to make us feel. We like preen and feel so satisfied when we look back and see what we've accomplished. Okay, so listen, I do not inherently have a problem with looking at what you have accomplished. And if that's what the to-do list is for you, it's fine. I don't have a problem with it because inherently progress is measured backwards. If we want to see how much we've gained from the day, we have to measure from the start of the day. 
But here's where I do have a problem with the to-do list, because we also use that list of things to do to punish ourselves and to see how far we fall short. And that's measured at the end of the day by way of a gap. So I'm going to briefly pause for a moment and talk about a book that I highly recommend. I made this suggestion um, to a couple of the women at the panel discussion. But there is a book called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. The Restorative Wellness Coaching Collective actually just had this as our book club for this month. I had read it previously and it was just so life altering. We had to do it. Quite simply, this book is about happiness and how we set ourselves up to not have it, like from the get-go. One part that they say, the gap is always inside of you. And I really love that quote because, I mean, what they're saying is that there's something missing internal, that you're seeking something external. So it's not actually the list or the thing that didn't get done, right? We all have this ideal of what we want to get done in a day, in a day. Ideally, you'd get everything done, but you don't. And let's be real. When we are measuring what we've accomplished or ourselves against ideals, that is rooted in perfectionism. And perfectionism is no bueno. It doesn't exist. So if you're sitting there measuring yourself against your ideal self, all the things you plan to do, and your ideal self would be able to do it, you're living in the gap. That is absolutely straight out of that book. Maybe not the example, but the concept. You're wishing for something else instead of for what you did. You're me- you didn't measure up in some way. And so you're looking for that box check to make you feel good. So that's the gap. But in comparison, in the gain, we measure backwards, right? So, for example, if we had a to-do list, at the end of the day, what we'd be focusing on is not the boxes we didn't check. We'd be sitting there going, okay, from the beginning of this day to now, what all did I accomplish? So I'm just going to ask you very plainly because I think even though I've listed a couple of reasons why scarcity comes out of this. I think this one is the one that's really going to get you thinking. I want you to pause for a minute and ask yourself, why is it a problem for you that you don't get everything done? And like, for real, why? Because we do create this insane amount of pressure that it must happen. But if you're not dead tomorrow, we can just keep trucking. We can just try again and it can move over to the next day. So you can see scarcity comes from the idea that you won't be able to do it any other time or another day. And with rare exception, that's just not true. So what is the problem? What is really the problem What do you make it mean about you that you didn't accomplish everything that you set out to do? That you don't accomplish what your ideal self would? And so here are a couple of examples of what you might make it mean. 
I'm a failure. I'm so overwhelmed, I can't even handle my business. I'm so overwhelmed, I can't even get a haircut. I'm so overwhelmed, I can't even make it to my kid's soccer game. Okay, and then we make that stuff mean things, right? So if I'm saying, I'm so overwhelmed, I can't even handle my business, I'm probably then saying, therefore, I'm a bad leader. If I'm so overwhelmed, I can't even get a haircut, I'm probably saying, I'm not worthy of care. I'm so overwhelmed, I can't even make it to my my, my kid's soccer game. I'm a bad mom. So, yes. Y'all, this is the spiral of time scarcity. We schedule ourselves a whole bunch of crap. It was unreasonable of us to ask ourselves to do all of that in the first place. We don't get it all done. We don't check off all of the boxes. We don't feel good because we couldn't check off all the boxes. And then we live in the gap. And from the gap... We judge ourselves against the shoulds. And this is not my original anything, but I've heard it from several coaches. Stop shoulding all over yourself. So this goes back to the manual, plain and simply. So reminder, the manual is where you define your expectations of self and how you measure and approve yourself. So that to-do list or schedule is weaponized to induce shame, judgment, and guilt. Because you basically say, here's all the things I'm going to get done in a day. And what inevitably is hanging at the end of it is, I should be able to do it. So I'm going to give you an example. I always told myself that there just wasn't enough time for me to care for myself. And so it got cut on the regular And I'm sure it won't surprise you, I didn't actually manage to care for myself. So I want to talk about the thought model that we would have for that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check out a few episodes ago. I gave a free um, video introduction. It's sort of a sneak peek into the Restorative Wellness Coaching Collective, but it also teaches you a model of a way to look at your thoughts. So if we look at the thought model... As a reminder, C is circumstance. Circumstances trigger thoughts. Thoughts create feelings. You take actions from those feelings, and ultimately you get a result. So if my circumstance was time or self-care, the thought I had about it was, there just isn't enough time for me to care for myself. And so the feeling I had was scarcity. And as a result, the actions I took, I cut self-care. I didn't even try for it because I told myself I couldn't have it. And the result was that I reinforced scarcity of time. And I don't care for myself. I believed it was impossible, so I didn't try. I saw no evidence, and I wasn't receptive to an opening. Now, I'll just tell you what was on my plate at that time. I was the chief hospitalist at my hospital. I was the acting associate chief of medicine service also, mom to two boys who had higher than average needs, a homeschooling mama, and a wife. Those were sort of my big things. So that was plenty, right? Okay, here's the part that's going to blow your mind. 
I genuinely believe with my whole heart that I have more time now. And I do care for myself more now. My circumstances, all the things on my plate have only grown, however, and yet I sleep more now. I exercise. I plan self-care activities. The things that are on my plate now, I'm still the chief hospitalist. I'm still the acting associate chief of medicine. I'm still the mom of two boys that have pretty high needs. I'm still a homeschooling mama. I self-manage a real estate business and I self-manage a coaching business. And I'm still a wife. So how is it possible that I believe I have more time now than I did back then. So I'm going to show you what my thought model is now and how I have worked on time scarcity for myself. So if I were to think about time, what I tell myself about time is what's important will get done. 24 hours is plenty of time to get the important things done. And that actually makes me feel motivated. And then I take actions. I actually prioritize myself. I schedule in time for me. And I don't cancel it for anything less than an emergency. And the result that I get is I get more time. I personally get more time. And I create evidence that there is enough time and I'm worthy of it. The time makes me feel good and I show up and I have my own back. I do not cancel on myself. So here is the bottom line. There are only 24 hours in the day. And scarcity begets scarcity. So, so long as you're continuing to tell yourself there isn't enough time, you will only see the evidence that there isn't enough time. But we can't change the amount of time that there is in a day, right? 24 hours is what is defined as a day. That is a circumstance. And right now, you're probably telling yourself that that's just not enough. But I'm going to challenge you to burn that thought. That may be hard. It may feel wrong. That's cognitive dissonance. And if you need help managing that, reach out to me. I will give you some tips. Um, I also have an episode about cognitive dissonance earlier in the podcast. But here's the thing. When you embrace the idea that 24 hours really is enough, empowerment happens and scarcity dies. Now, I will not deny. You're probably sitting here saying, but I still want more. Yeah. We're humans, but there is such a thing as enough. So here are the tips for why you may be struggling with time. That's beyond even the mindset. And it's this. When we struggle with time, one of a few things is usually happening and sometimes more. The first is that that your actions just do not reflect the stated priorities, right? And part of this is 
we just sort of go through the motions of our day without really reconsidering the pri- like whether we've planned out according to our priorities. And so, I mean, I'm just going to ask you, if, if your priorities today are spending time with your kids, but then instead of cuddling, you're doing all the dishes because you're telling yourself that you must have a clean kitchen. I mean, your actions are not reflecting your state of priority. So as you go through your day, as you think about what's going to get done, I hope that you will continue to keep in mind the life vision that you've created and the priorities that you have set. Because we get really distressed when we spend our time in ways that don't reflect our priorities. It creates a great dissatisfaction. So that's one reason why you may still be struggling with time. Another reason is that we don't enforce boundaries consistently. Y'all know I love me a good boundary. So keep in mind that when you schedule time, for example, to care for yourself, let's say that you make a plan to go for a walk and someone's going to watch your kids. And then at the last minute, your spouse wants to go do something else and you fold, right? And you're going to have to watch the kids. That really, in theory, is a boundary violation. You've almost violated your own boundary by not showing up for yourself and protecting your time. Um, but then there's sort of an external boundary that's been violated. So I am going to go into a big boundary exploration um, as a follow-up to this podcast. We're going to talk about actions not reflecting stated priorities. We're going to talk about not enforcing boundaries consistently. And I have a couple more that we're going to go through. So my hope is, is that over the course of the next month, you are going to get a lot of information that helps you slay the time scarcity issue. Okay. And I would love to hear feedback from y'all as you go through this and just tell me what you think. And if there's some other issues that you're struggling with, please feel free to email me and tell me what you'd like to hear about. Or you can also leave it on my page um, on Facebook or Instagram. Okay, back to this. Another reason why we struggle with time is because we say yes to something, but we really want to say no. And the reason we said yes instead of what we really wanted to say is because if we said no, we'd feel guilty. So we're going to explore also the yes, no question and how we do it free of guilt and how we sort of unravel that to allow our authentic self to say no when we mean no. And the last thing is that we often do not recognize the conscious choice we are making to reorder our priorities when something comes up that's unplanned. So for example, let's say that you plan to read an article, but then a kid gets sick. And so you're taking care of the sick kid. What you're telling yourself is like, I just haven't had time to read it. I can't. We use disempowering language to say that we can't, such as, 
there's no way that I can. My opportunity has been stripped. And that victimizes. Like we victimize ourselves with that language. Instead of recognizing that when our kid got sick, the priorities changed. And the article, less important. It got demoted on purpose, but we did it likely subconsciously. And then we made ourselves feel bad for having changed course. Because you may be telling yourself, well, I have to take care of my sick kid. Nope, you really don't. And I am not implying that you would actually do that. But what I'm saying is there are plenty of people that don't take care of their kids when they need them. And so this isn't saying make your choice and live with it. This is me saying that there are times when we demote how important something is by choice. And we may wish we weren't having to do it, but we're still making the choice. So there is no have to, there's get to, choose to, want to. So finally, here we are. I'm going to give you some things to brainstorm. I want you to think about your beliefs about time, and I want you to explore them. What do you believe about time? What do you believe about your ability to manage the time? So these would be thoughts about yourself in regard to time. What are the lessons that your parents taught you about time? Because I'm going to tell you, I learned a crap load about time from my parents. My parents didn't waste any time. They were the kind of people that there was always something to be done and they went and did it. But it also meant that like my mom would never sit down to watch a movie. That was sort of a waste of time. What do you believe about your ability to have a healthy relationship with the concept of time? And what do you believe about your ability to create that relationship with time? Now, why have I given you these question prompts? Here's why. In order for us to address time scarcity and create the balance that we want, we have to recognize what beliefs are potentially holding us back. So the beliefs you have about time are likely going to fall on the limiting beliefs side. They're going to be beliefs that keep you from getting the result you want, which is a relationship about time that is more serving where the things that are important get done and you're not sitting there stressing and running around like a chicken with your head cut off. You too can be busier than hell and still feel that you have enough time. Everyone around me tells me I have too much on my plate and there's too much going on. And while I won't deny it, there is a lot going on. I'm going to tell you, I feel so much more rich with time now than I ever did before. You can do this. I am right here rooting for you. If you need help, you know where to find me. And as a reminder, over the next few podcasts, what we're going to dive into are those extra extenuating circumstances that tend to sabotage our feelings about time, right? So when our actions don't reflect our state of priorities, when we don't enforce boundaries, 
when we don't say no, when we actually mean yes, and when we don't recognize that we've consciously chosen to change the order of our priorities when something unexpected happens. After we get through that, though, I have a secret weapon, and I'm really excited about this episode. This will be something, it's an exercise that I do with my clients fairly regularly. It's a way to replace the to-do list so that you're not looking for the to-do list to make you feel accomplished. And I cannot wait to deploy that to you. So if you don't want to miss out on the subsequent episodes or on that special bonus episode, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you will get notification when I put something new out. And if this resonated with you, please, please, please send it out to a friend. Let them hear or rate and review the podcast. But I need your help to get it out there. Finally, my last announcement is that in November, we will be relaunching the Restorative Wellness Coaching Collective and taking in new members. This is expanding to women period, not just healthcare women, but women, period. Because again, what I learned from the ladies at the Leadership Foundation for Women is that we're all having the same pain points and we need a broader community to support each other. That's all I have today for you, my tribe. I hope you have a magical Monday and I will see you next week. Are you ready? to start making progress, forging the path to the life you choose? Well, visit me at freedomforphysicians.com. Here you will find free resources and guides for any healthcare professional ready to get started. As always, I'd love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to reach out.